0: you football loving maniacs time for another episode of three honest lads and what do you know we actually have three honest lads with us Devin Kerr Sam Stockley Devin Kerr from a Dodge Sam Stockley over in Tampa Bay gentlemen how the hell are we Very well thank you how are you I am just lovely Devin? I wish we were doing this on video. I'm actually in the kid's corner, by the way, at the Dodge dealership. And uh, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of disease floating around in here. But the good thing is, is there's toys. And you know how I feel about toys. Anytime that you can occupy my mind, I- I'm-, I'm quite excited. So I'm in the kid's corner, Little Mermaid on the wall. Stocks, you'd feel right at home. I'll take a picture for you, buddy. And uh, yeah, just excited to uh, chat with you boys about what's going on in the past week, what will be, and what amazing this is to come for the three... Honest, good-looking, ridiculously handsome lads.
1: Are we? Are we still talking about the three <laughs> of us podcast? if we chat I know I've been away, but have we changed that much? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: what
1: are you doing in the Dodge dealership, mate? All those—is that all those games? Now you're going up in the world. What are you getting there? You're no, getting- I got i have a maintenance package.
0: I don't. I don't have to pay for my oil changes or tire yeah. rotations. I wouldn't bring it here otherwise. But I'm just waiting because, like. You know, it's one of those things you bring it in. You're like, hi, I'm here for oil, rota- or oil change and tire rotation. That's great. Um, you need new tires. It's like, yeah, I don't, and that's not why I'm here. Okay, perfect. We'll just put one on this on anyway. No, 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 no. Didn't ask for new tires. Don't need them. Okay. You come so back around. If we're, if, if we're going to be on the topic of cars, oil changes, and repairs, there's some teams in the USL Championship right now where – the the damage is, is is beyond repairable, right? Like Hartford Athletic, the car is totaled. You can't just bring it into the shop and get it and, and you know try to fix something up, right? You know, like you need a new car. Is there a team in the USL Championship that you're just sort of like I I, I could use with an oil change, maybe a tire change or two? There are a couple service lights on. If we keep going at this rate, we are the car's going to fall apart on ninety
1: five. Ooh. That's a good question. That's, uh, a that's, that's what I do. Well, I know one that's come down. I've just been on the road and I've seen a wheel come flying past me and that's Tacoma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of their front wheels has just shot past me. They're on minus 23 goals. That tells me that the wheels are coming off there. Everyone else in that league, might was it? Minus five. The next one with Colorado, minus 23 goals in 10 games. That's, that's the wheels coming off.
0: That's difficult to do. You almost have to be trying to do that, which, I, of course, I know they're not. But, I mean, of course. at the same time. That's a toughie. Um, Leave them on the side of the road, Stocks. They're not going to get better. Wait, how about, can we, can we get a little golf clap for Hartford Athletic? We can now say that all 36 teams in the USL Championship have a
1: point. I mean, that's that's something to celebrate, no? That is, 100%. We spoke about their home form. But what does that say, who they got their point against? Charlotte Independent. Um, yeah, and also, I'll, you guys can clap it out. I just did. sit through that game. John <laughs> <laughs> Independent might be my team that's uh, going in for a service. That's fair. That's very fair. You I mean, when I look at that, and we spoke about so much, and there's so much so much hype with what they have, but I'll tell you what, they're struggling. I got mine.
0: Mine ooh, is mine's Sacramento Republic. And, and the reason it's Sacramento Republic is – Simon Elliott has a boatload of talent on his team, and it's it's weird because normally they they tend to bow out like in the postseason. It's something like, "Oh, we're going to work so hard." They are the Tottenham Hotspur of the USL Championship. What? Hear this, this me out. What? Oh,
1: they this just made the Champions League. Do you want a yellow
0: card? Listen to this. Here, oh, yeah. here yeah, they have a massive amount of talent. Oh. They never have anything to show for it. I get it. Yeah, they they won the title in 2014. They won in an expansion year with uh, another massive amount of talent, a, a good coach. Who you know, Tyler. I'm not even going to get into how I feel about him, but just hear me out for a second on their results. They've had some pretty quality results, but recently they've lost one, two, three of their last five. Their losses are all on the road, and I get it's hard to win on the road. But you lost to Vegas four <laughs> two. I laugh even saying it. You lost to Tacoma Defiance. I mean, you lost the coma defiance. I don't need to say anything else. And you only beat Austin 1-0, and you tied Phoenix 0-0. So, so the Austin Bold, when you're playing at home and Austin comes to you, sorry, like, it's just, it's great for Austin. They're getting better and better. Now, now I don't think Sacramento's on the way out. I want to be very clear here, but they need a change. They, they, you know, bring them in for service. Give them a little upkeep. I don't understand some of the tactical moves he's made. You know, let's let's change the wipers. You know, you got to make sure you see clearly. Simon Elliott doesn't put Kamawasa in, and the starting eleven versus Phoenix Rising brings him in the 60th minute. Like your bread and butter has been that kid sitting in a false nine the entire season. Why would you change it against one of the better teams in the league? <laughs> I guess Phoenix could use an oil change as well, though. Uh, Phoenix could use an oil change, and I'm gonna I'm gonna see your Sacramento and raise you one in the Monarchs. Oh. The okay. Monarchs need, the Monarchs need an oil change. And I know that they had a lot of, they had a lot of turnover, but they just got thumped by Fresno at home. Yeah. Fresno, I mean, I, Fresno Fresno's off to a really good start. You know, they got 13 points. They're, they're unbeaten. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're playing well, but at the same time, I mean, the Monarchs, I, who are you, who are the Monarchs at this point in time? And I think that that's a question we, we can ask of a lot of teams and we're into week nine of the USL Championship, gentlemen. I yeah. mean, we're
1: we're here. We're yeah. we're we're here to stay. Yeah, they're struggling. Oh, man. It's amazing though. I mean, it's amazing how we look at things, right? Because we look at. I'm looking at it all now, and we talk about Real Monarchs, and 100 percent right, because they've lost their. They've lost three out of the last, Well, they've lost three out of the last five, but the two. They've had two wins rather than draws that help, and they're poor and they're eleven. And then we just said about Fresno and how well they've been doing, and they're only two points above them.
0: And that's the thing about the west
1: isn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? When I look at it now from top to bottom, you look at San Antonio, you're only 5 points off second. The the Western Conference is is beating the living piss out of each
0: other. I mean, yeah. these guys are just it's, why do, it's you think that is?
1: why do you think that is? Why do you think why do you think the conferences are really starting to take shape so much? Because I've spoken about this a lot with managers and some people think that some managers think that when you're in the Eastern Conference it's a lot more Uh, structured and tactically minded and it's a little bit more free flowing and open in the Western conference. And I don't know, you know what I've got my opinion. I have one Devin. I want to hear your first.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll start with, with Sammy. I think that, yeah, the, it it is that, I mean that that's cut and dry is West is open. East is a bit more composed. Um, But you have had teams like St. Louis, like Swell Park Rangers who have been in both and St. Louis Having much more success in the East than what we saw on the West. Now, to be fair, they have more depth this year. They, they do have a better squad this year. It's also the second year under their manager. So things are, things are radically different in, in a second year. Um, but you still have teams in the East that look like a team from the West. Indy could play in the West. Red Bull 2 could play in the West. I mean, those are teams that they're free flowing, they're open. I could probably say that. Tampa Bay Rowdies, who we're going to see on Game of the Week uh, tomorrow night, they are a team that could play in the West as well. And Neil Collins has done quite well for himself. But I don't know, man. It's weird. Like, I I don't see – when I watch the games in the West, and, and everybody sees different things. That's the brains of this game is you can sit down and watch, and Sammy can see something. I can see something. Tyler can see something. And then people that are actually good at this game can see something. And, you know, we <laughs> – we, we understand this in a totally different mindset. That's why managers see things in different realms. And I just think that when I watch, I see better defending in the East, but it's also, it goes back to what Sammy said, like it's also the willingness to maybe allow yourself to be exposed because in the West, they push the pace a bit more. They extend the game. You yeah. get guys going three, four at a time going forward, and it's not necessarily that cohesive movement coming up. So when they do turn the ball over, There's a 20, 30 yard gap and give anybody 20, 30 yard gap, it gives you an opportunity to go the other direction. You just don't see that in much in the East based upon the way the teams are structured and the way that they attack.
1: Well, look at, look at giving a little bit of space and what happens with Vincent company last night. Why didn't they press him on the (laughs) the second touch? Oh, he pumped it. It looked like, it looked like freaking one of Tyler's Jets quarterbacks pumping and not knowing what he's going to do. The problem is, is this guy actually threw one and knew what he was doing. Thing is, though, I, I spoke to me mate about that, right? And if I'm in that situation on his first, t- I'm doing the same. I'm, I'm rather, a- I rather a center back be hitting a shot from 40 yards when he first picked it up than stepping out me hole and then it gets slipped in between me. And then they're fit 25 yards out with Aguero on the ball, but it's just when he took that second touch and they had to step to him and he just obviously faded one top corner all right, just- yeah, that was
0: pretty- all right gentlemen we are on a tight schedule so we're going to recap week number 7 or no excuse me we're going to recap week number 8 and preview week number 9 are we ready we're going to we're going to blaze through this all right obviously we'll we'll, we'll hit some of the big ones but we're gonna we're gonna get this popping a little bit, all right? It's gonna be you know it's gonna be Jason Johnson flying down the wing when he wasn't hurt. Actually, just came out. He's gonna be out for four to six months with a lower body injury. Here we go. Wednesday, Indy Eleven, Tampa Bay Rowdies. Traces take nil nil, and I'm and and Devin, you and I, we we agreed if if the take from Trace is the away team, a draw a draw counts towards Trace's take. So Trace he gets it right. Yeah, he Trace's gets it right. One and oh. Right. He's 2-0. Oh. He, he got the initial one right. Oh, he got, he got the Austin-Bolt-Phoenix game right. That's right. 2-0. Oh, the kid, he's the got kid. a good mind on him. All right. Keep it going. New York Rebels 2 just absolutely demolished Birmingham Legion. I mean, you talk about taking taking the steel out of the furnace before it's ready to go. It's still malleable. And John Wolinick's side just beat the hell out of him. All right. So we had the Friday. Loudoun United and Bethlehem Steel first home game of the season for Loudoun United at Audi Field while they're waiting for Loudoun United Stadium to be complete. What a freaking game this was. 3-3. Just had all sorts of drama. Orlando Sinclair in stoppage time. Made it 3-3. Bethlehem probably, I would say, the way that they played in the second half, did not deserve to get three points, let alone a point out of this. And somehow they get a point. Head to Saturday. Fresno, we mentioned before, drilling Real Monarchs 4-2. Memphis 901 FC against a quick turnaround Birmingham Legion. Birmingham bounced back a little bit. They're able to get a point on the road as Tim Mulqueen's side draw yet again. That finishes 2-2. Devin Kerr was really excited about the Hartford and Charlotte game, and he left his audio booth with a lot to be desired. That finishes 1-1 in the return (laughs) to Connecticut. How
1: was that? How was that, mate?
0: (laughs) Great. (laughs) It's so good, let me tell you. I feel for Jimmy Nielsen, man. He knows he's in it. He knows that. He's up the creek right now, and it's like Stock said, you know, you're 1-1 one, one draw at home. But now, the the, the stadium itself was awesome, because it's weird. They had almost 12,000 people, but you a couldn't see bad. it, because like yeah, playing at Wrenchler Field right now until their stadium's done. That place holds over 40, so you're yeah. not even a quarter full, and it didn't full, do, do it justice. So it's great that they got a point, but you got a point against Charlotte. I'm over Jim McGinnis. Move on. A lot of talent there. You're not doing anything with it. I want to track back for a second. <laughs> I got a funny story for you guys. Mate, the you, Memphis
1: you didn't track back in your career. You're not. No. Back. <laughs> I
0: never, I never got going in my career. There's a difference. Um, and met with, with Memphis. This is really, really funny. So going into the game of the week last week, I forgot to tell you guys this. Tim Mulqueen apparently approached his PR department because he was upset by comments that Mike Watts and I made on air in the ATL UTD two game. And I actually went back and listened to it. It wasn't bad. That was the game. It was Wednesday, April 10th. They lost 1-0. Memphis played great. They played much better. They were the better team. Uh, Unfortunately, they couldn't hit the back of the net, and everything, it became the Mark Birch story again. I mean, the guy does everything. So ATL, Nick won, and they win 1-0. So Mike and I were talking about how, you know, Queen needed to find a way to get going offensively, and and they needed to do it fast because their slate of games was at Nashville, home battery, at Louisville, home Birmingham. That's difficult. So Mike even went as far as I said, you know, they're struggling offensively. They got to find a way. And Mike said, look, you go on the road, you're going to you'll lose heftily. And we both agreed that the scoreline at Nashville would have been a two or three nil game. So he goes to his PR outfit and says, I don't appreciate the comments. I don't like this. I'd like you guys to say something to him. That's relayed to us after the Nashville game, which, mind you, they lost two nil. (laughs) So we predict the scoreline. And then they go play Louisville. The score's 2-1. They still don't score. Abdujan, the freaking forward from Louisville City, had an own goal in like the 80th minute to make it 2-1. And he's all pissing and moaning. And it's like, dude, come on. He did get shafted a bit in the Birmingham game, though. There was a really bad penalty call that was just 100% outside the box down the stretch. But two brilliant strikes from Cam Lindley and Daniel Johnson. Go check them out. Devin, you're, you're ruffling a lot of feathers in, in the USL Championship this year. I mean, we, we talked about it. Nobody is safe. Nobody.
1: Nobody. <laughs> Nobody safe. you tried. You tried to get you tried to
0: get Gary Smith fired last week. <laughs> listen, that's neither here nor there, and we're going to get to Gary Smith's crew because listen, Gary Smith doesn't. He doesn't need to get fired because they ended up beating ATL UTD 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 two two to nil. So I mean, let's it, it was a game in which they got dominated in possession of fifth third, and I watched the goals. The own goal was. Oh, the on goal. oh, my God. Oh. What, a, what a strike.
1: <laughs>
0: what a <laughs> that is so bad. So bad. Oh, that was painful. But we did, we did blaze over one game in between the Charlotte-Hartford um, paint drying contest um, and Atlanta United 2. North Carolina FC and Indy 11 draw nil nil. So Indy 11, two big games at home in one week against two really good teams, and they don't score a goal? With no, all those with all those toys that you got in the offseason, Devin, you talked about toys in the, in the kids' room at the Dodge dealership. I mean, what about what about Martin Rennie's toys? Where are they? Who are they? Yeah, the difference is is that there's a difference between Nashville and Indy. Nashville has all the toys, too. Nashville loses those games. Indy at least got a draw out of it. And, yeah, you're at home. I, I 100% agree. At home, you got to get points. But they didn't get a point. I mean, how many teams can say what their record is against the top eight. And it's on the positive banner at this point in time in the season. So Most of the guys are, are one and three, one and two, whatever. Indy just, I mean, you just got results against, at this point in time, the way things are panning out. Probably teams, including yourself, that are going to finish in the top four. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, no cause for concern. Move on. Okay. Nashville 2-0 over Atlanta United 2. Charleston Battery and Pittsburgh Riverhounds play an exciting one at MUSC Health Stadium as Pittsburgh got off to a 2-0 lead. Squander that lead. How about this kid in the Q Daily, the the Jamaican? I mean, this kid is nice. He draws the penalty to make it 2-1, and then he ends up scoring the equalizer off like a great, great individual run. So that's a 2-2 draw. El Paso Locomotive come away with a 2-0 win over Colorado Springs Switchbacks. That great start for Steve Trichu seems like a long, long ways away. OKC Energy FC 2-1 win over Tacoma Defiance. Golf clap for Tacoma for scoring a goal. St. Louis FC and Ottawa Fury get postponed. That was my game. That was your game. That was your game. I'm I'm sorry. I was looking forward to
1: that man. I was looking forward to that. I think I introduced obviously Anthony Anthony Pulis. I like that guy, man. He 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 broke down one of his weeks and how they do it and and what he's looking and what he looks for from the team and the analysis piece of it. And then he spoke about the youngs, the academy. Um and and how he's tied into that I think that I think that club's just going to go from strength to strength to strength. I was looking because I think Ottawa Fury as well. I think that that's a good side, well oiled, great coach, um, and they got a good system. But yeah, why was it cancelled? Because you were going to be on the game. <laughs> Probably right. It was like we ain't putting this on. <laughs> <laughs> Do we uh, have it? Wait, was
0: that, that was that? Hang on, was that cancelled or postponed before? Like what, no, what was the reasoning? Of?
1: I was due to come down and then they moved it to two o'clock. And then the night before it, we just got a cancel.
0: Oh, stock. See, that's where you got to learn, man. You got to get in production's ear and really make sure that they get you in the building. Bro, let me, we're going to teach you the ways here. You, you get, get in the building
1: canceled. and then it gets canceled. You're getting paid. <laughs> I but right that, now. Hey, that's yeah. why I got the text three days early. <laughs> uh, you them,
0: Sorry, guys. I'm already in town. Got to pay the expenses anyway. I like that. All right. Speaking of paying expenses, Los Dos, 1-0 win over Austin Bold FC. As we're moving over to the Western Conference, Orange County with a 2-1 win over Phoenix Rising. And the Phoenix Rising faithful starting to grow restless in the Valley of the Sun. And we talked about that news of Jason Johnson going down. However, Phoenix were also without Solomon Asante, whose father passed away earlier this week. Shout out to Solomon Asante and his family. Thoughts and prayers continue. To go with them uh, through this difficult time. Reno and Tulsa finished two-two from Greater Nevada. Good little matchup there. We were excited about that one, and it proved to be a nice little goal-scoring fest. Las Vegas Lights, as Devin mentioned at the top of the show, uh, you know, just sort of a, a, a golf giggle at, at Sacramento for letting in four goals against Las Vegas Lights FC. And the Sunday matchup, the Cinco de Mayo matchup. New Mexico United honoring Justin Schmidt and his family. His father passed away in a tragic car accident. Awesome. Um, his mother and father were both in the both in the car. Father did not survive. Mother, we hear, is doing better. Um, again, Justin Schmidt, um, thoughts and prayers with you as well. But they, they put on a show in front of a packed Isotopes Park. Fifteen thousand and twenty three were on hand to I'm see here. to see New Mexico United win three to nil on a Cinco de Mayo. I mean, Devin, that place was absolutely rocking. Yeah, it was, it, it was loud. It, it was impressive. It was, I, I really liked, and we talked about this a bit, it, it was really impressive with the culture, and that's what you hear from these coaches. We've said it before, but they're trying to create a culture. They want to instill a philosophy. You've seen that with a playing standpoint, and, and they're just working on game management, and they're getting there, but to see this community rally around their setback, Justin Schmidt, and his family, that's what this game's all about. I mean, I mean, honestly, it's it's the familiarity of it all. It's fun to go out and play, but there is something Socks can tell you. When you get involved in a community like this and people back you, it pushes you mentally and physically to another level and really just brings this togetherness about them. And it was really nice to see on the game side of things. I, I, I did have one question down the stretch from Troy Lissane. Now, it worked out a little bit, but uh, game management, again, it bring on a guy, 80th minute or so. Um, no appearances whatsoever. And you still had guys that like Tommy Madden on the bench that, that could have made a move, but whatever, um, you know, uh, they, they found a way and, and they, they put San Antonio out to the pasture to be fair, but keep an eye with New Mexico United because they're now four, one and five, right. Sitting atop the Western conference. They played one more game than everybody else. They, they've still got an interesting little run right here against teams that it, it could prove difficult. Three on the road at El Paso, at Colorado Springs, at Austin, and then one at home versus OKC. New Mexico it hasn't won back-to-back games this year. So they have yet to go and get two wins in a row. And they've got to do it now on the road with three games in a row. I'm just I, – I like them. I love what's going on out there. And I think it can only get better. But now is kind of the time where you build, continue to build on that structure that you put in place, especially – when, when it's become so passionate and you're rallying or, you know, around your, your fallen
1: comrade. I totally agree. I just think I'm thinking of that poor lad. And I think when you're in such a, such a tough place with his family and then you get to the ground and you walk out and there's 15,000 people, it's why you play the game. It's what gets you through it, right? It's why you're out there. And I bet for those, for those 93 minutes that, or that time he was involved in the game, I bet he was just absorbed in it. I think they're gonna be strong. I think that they're gonna get better and better, as you said. And that crowd, it doesn't matter because people aren't used to crowds in the USL like that, it's gonna it's it's gonna it's gonna make it's gonna help them. It will get them points that will.
0: Well New Mexico United have just done a great job of sort of using that crowd to their advantage. I mean yeah. there's only been there's only been two games where they haven't scored first. One of them they still ended up winning against Tacoma and the other one was against Reno on the road. But I mean they've used every single sellout crowd to you know at the lab and they just they bad just bad get going, they get them going early, and that's and and, and that's and that's huge. I mean, they they pissed away leads as well, but at the same time, they're they're doing everything that they can at the beginning of the match to make sure that the crowd stays in it. Although they don't really need much help in doing that because the crowd there is absolutely insane. We'll round out week number eight. Swell Park Rangers with a three two win, their first win of the season. That's got a sting, Hackworth. First win of the season on May sixth. And it comes against the back-to-back champions in a, in a in a weird game. And Devin was, and Devin was very happy about the fact that he was delayed last night. That doing doing the game on Louisville Airwaves. Devin, you you get any sleep last night, buddy? Not much. I got. We'll, we'll have some conversations off air about stuff going on in my life. But I'll <laughs> tell you, did you did you see what happened at the beginning of this game? So we're we're literally getting ready to go on air. I get a text from Hack and his PR staff that Ben Lunt re-injured his ankle in warm-ups. So Brian Holt, this is now their, I think it's the fourth string goalkeeper that they signed last week. Brian Holt comes in. So they lose this game 3-2. I, I, very rarely where you hear Stocks and I come out and say, this guy lost the game for the team. Brian Holt lost this game. Okay. If you don't, if you don't, if you haven't, I mean, this guy makes two abominable decisions. One of the first half trying to play out of the back. Hack had addressed that with Bloom that he didn't like the negative play last week. They go back to him anyway. Just turns the ball over. Hernandez finishes it off. And then at the close of the game, a ball gets lofted in. And it, it's it's between the penalty mark and the 18, but it's closer to the top of the 18. Reinhold starts to come out, stops, and just gets the ball flipped over his head. I mean, he's not big in general. He's only 5'9 or 5'10. And I, just, I felt for Louisville, but, I mean, they look like crap in the first half anyway. So a terrible opening 45 minutes. Should have... You know, should have been in the position, should have been, excuse me, in the position that they are in, did well to fight back, couldn't finish their chances, and small park Rangers made them pay. I mean, good for them. First one of the season for Palo Nagamura side as they come away as 3-2 victors, and that does it for week number eight. And we'll just briefly take a look at the standings. We have a little bit of time, John. We got about 14 minutes or so until we need to bid adieu. New Mexico United sit atop the Western Conference, Tulsa, Nipping at their heels, along with Portland Timbers too. I mean, this Western Conference. You look at San Antonio FC, who's in 16th place, and with one win, they catapult themselves realistically into a tie for sixth place with Fresno. If Fresno was not able to gather points in week number nine, so that's what you basically are more or less looking at in the Western Conference. Is just a whole sort of spicy jambalaya. And then Eastern Conference: New York Rebels two, two points ahead of St. Louis FC as John Wollanek side are starting to figure out how to win on the road, how to get points on the road. I mean, it's, it's no secret that they're obviously a good side. I mean, they've been to three straight Eastern conference finals, but them putting it together during the regular season, I think is the next step and the next progression for them. And perhaps getting a home game in the playoffs, what a concept, but obviously a long way to go for that. Tampa Bay Rowdy is currently sitting on 17 points as well. I mean, we can start to look at the standings. It's May 7th. It, it's becoming a little bit more clear who's who. But again, there are still some questions of who are you as a team? Anything uh, anything you two want to add to week number eight before we move into the week that is going to be?
1: The one thing that stands out for me when I look at that league and I look at Tampa Bay Rowdies, who obviously I follow a lot, they're, they're drawing too many games. You know, When you're in a season where you draw games, you'd rather win-win-lose. Win, lose. Win, win, lose. These draws, draws kill you. Draws kill you when you're trying to gather momentum and you're trying to get points and trying to get up the table. So I'm worried about them already having, what, they've played nine and they've drawn five already. Well, they've beaten, I mean, you
0: look at their last five, right? They beat Hartford, who hasn't. Yeah. and And then you beat Atlanta United too, two teams that you blatantly should beat. And then your draws are against Louisville, Charlotte, that should never be a draw, and Indy. So, you're beating beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. You're competitive.
1: Oh, who
0: is it? Who is it?
1: It's the wife. Oh.
0: Oh. (laughs) And Sam Stockley is shown a spicy brown Golden's mustard.
1: It's the wife from the UK. Sorry. Carry on.
0: (laughs) We okay? We good? Can we 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 move on with the show? Yeah,
1: sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but I'm just, I mean. But would you take draws? You take Indy 11. You take 0 0 against Indy 11, right? I would take that. I'll All take you know. against, okay. Here's what I would, okay. So back to your point I would take a loss
0: against Louisville. Yeah. A, a win against Charlotte. Yeah. And a draw against Indy 11.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. Okay. We can, <laughs> I mean, listen, we can make that happen. Let's go back in time. Let's get the DeLorean and let's just tell Neil Collins lose this game, win that game, keep that draw. And right. we we'll just there. Good to go
1: that's the power of love dun, 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 dun.
0: can you you guys are probably you're, you're too young you don't even know what that song is tyler don't act like it stop you i'm just about to say that you need to get out of the dodge dealership kitty corner because it seems like you're going a bit stir crazy god is that is that you god god no i, I thought they called i thought they called me but it wasn't it was just tyler in my ear again we're good. <laughs> Can we keep this a non-denominational podcast? Is that is that possible for you?
1: He's in his own world, oh. man. You know that. That's true. Yeah. Go on, Tyler. You're doing a good job. Mazel tov.
0: Too shade. All right. Let's move on to the week that is going to be in the USL Championship. Right, and it starts with a slew of games tonight. No, not tonight. Tomorrow. Wait. Hold on a second. We're just going to avoid the, the, the. Thank you. Hold on a second. US Open Cup, baby. It kicks off tonight, first round. How are we feeling? Looking forward to it. Who have you got? What games do you have? We have, uh, we have an interesting one. We have. Well, who's we? You
1: two again. Is it the dream team again? Yeah, come on. When when is it not the dream team? When is it not the dream team? Can you share some of those games out? You two are already on 500 and we've only had 10 games.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, Sam Stockley's getting canceled before he can get even get into the yeah. building. <laughs> <laughs> it's out to
1: fail man. Eh?
0: So we have Westchester United and um, actually the the team that Christos FC joined fo- forces with. So correct me if I'm wrong on this name and it probably is bad that I don't know the full name of the team as we're going to do the game tonight. FC Baltimore Christos? Is that is 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 the order Baltimore, for- Baltimore Christos FC? Okay, so I all right. My order of operation PEMDAS. Yeah, I got it wrong. Um,
1: yeah, that's the game that we have tonight. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. I've got I've had a I've had i I've had a, a good one. I've got Laredo Heat Ooh. versus Rasno Valley. Look at listen, and this is crazy world, small world, right? We talk about football being a small world. I go to look it up who it is and the head coach of Laredo. Is Aidan Davison, who I won the, I got promoted with Colchester. God, few, few, few years ago now. And he was a goalkeeper. So my boy... Oh my he goodness. Coach, wow. He no heat. I didn't even know. So I called him last night and we, I had spoken to him for about 10 years, still had his number, called him straight up yesterday and we were chatting and having a laugh for about 25 minutes. And it's quality, quality. Yeah. All right. Gentlemen, we got about seven minutes now. I'm gonna run
0: through this slate of games. You each get one game to stop on. Okay, let's go. Ottawa playing host to New York Rebels too. We have the USL Championship game of the week with Mr. Devin Kerr and Mr. Mike Watts. Nashville and Tampa Bay on national TV. Devin, do you want to stop there? Tell me right now or no. All right. Going once, going twice, sold. Fresno playing host to Sacramento Republic. Fresno team that is looking mighty good. Still have yet to lose a game this season. The Quails. According to Mr. Devin Kurt, need an oil change. Hartford Athletic are going to have another home game, believe it or not. And they're going to play host to Tim Mulqueen's Memphis 901 FC. Austin Bold and the Wiley Stiley Marcelo Serrano and all the spang dangle that comes along with those farm animals are going to be playing host to Steve Cook and OKC Energy FC. Phoenix Rising.
1: Stop. Oh, boo! <laughs>
0: Hey, you got, you hang on, hear me out. You're gonna laugh. You guys are like, oh you're you're stopping an Austin OKC. You're upset about that?
1: Oh, yes. all right. Go for that. One. I
0: am. Okay.
1: Here's
0: why you shouldn't be upset because both teams have beaten good teams, but both teams have lost to bad teams. OKC sitting what fifth, I believe it is. Fourth. OKC sitting in fourth. Austin Bold. Now I get it. It's the Western Conference, but with a win gets them into yeah, relative fourth position. So with Austin Bold. They've gotten results in four out of their last five games. They did it against teams that are actually quite interesting. And it's at home, mind you, this game. And that's why I want to stop here, because they haven't lost at home. They're 3-0-1. And, I mean, we saw what they did to Phoenix Rising in the game of the week. They then got a tie versus El Paso. They beat Monarchs, so that was three. And before that, they also got a win against San Antonio, which at this point is nothing. But their loss in that run is against Los Dos. And Los Dos this year is... So far, results wise, and I'm saying results wise, not playing wise. Results wise is a better Atlanta UTD two. Steve Cook and OKC, they're off to a much better start than they were in 2018. 2018, Tyler, you and I talked about this. They had one win through nine games going into game of the week. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and that was not fun. And they and it was up and down. And at the end of the year, made a run, missed the playoffs. So OKC is kind of similar. They're three and one at home, but only have one win on the road and two losses. And it's, you know, they've they beaten El Paso, which is a team that's gaining momentum. I'm not going to give them credit for the Vegas win. So you lose to SAC. You lose <laughs> to T2. That's, that's difficult. You lose to RGV. Outside of the SAC one, which we say, you know, they, they need an oil change, losses are lost to RGV and a tie to Reno and a loss to T2. So you get why they're sitting in that 2-3-4 spot. But you also beat Orange County. You tied Tulsa. And now you're coming off a win at home. So a good chance for them. They've gained some momentum. Three games in a row, they've gotten a result. Two against pretty decent teams, and especially Orange County, which looks like they figured out. So I think these are two teams that OKC will not be in the top four come the end of the year. But they're going to be vying for a playoff spot. And don't be surprised if it's an 8-9-10 and these guys are fighting it out for it. All right. Fair enough. So, Devin Kerr, you're no longer allowed to speak for the rest of the podcast. It's been great to have you. We'll see you next week. Uh, Phoenix Rising is going to <laughs> Dollar beer night returning to the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix rising on a Friday night, the uh, unveiling of their copper state kits against RGB. I would venture to say that this is as pretty as close as you can get to a must win game for a team that won the Western Conference championship a year ago. But then again, everything in the Western Conference is so jumbled that even if they were to lose this game and you lose the next three, they could still find themselves after the next five weeks in in a playoff position. So we won't even go there. We'll head to Saturday. Here we go. Charlotte and Loudoun United FC. This is a, uh, this is a mildly intriguing game. I'll, uh, and I, and I use that word very, very gingerly, mildly. Charleston Battery and St. Louis FC. This should be an interesting one. Charleston Battery still, I think that who, who are you is, is a still a good question for Charleston Group. St. Louis FC taking their talents on the road. Birmingham Legion will welcome the back to back champions in Louisville City FC. Nashville and Swope Park Rangers. Nashville coming off that 2-0 win against Atlanta United 2. Swap Park Rangers able to win their first game of the year on Monday. So a relatively quick turnaround for Paulo Nagamura's side. San Antonio FC in Orange County. San Antonio, I mean, you talk about a team that needs to bounce back after just getting drilled in front of 15,000 in New Mexico United. Orange County able to exact revenge against Phoenix Rising FC in that rematch of the Western Conference final from a year ago. Las Vegas Lights FC playing host to Steve Trichu's Colorado Springs switchbacks. Yeah, Sacramento Republic be at home against Reno 1868. That's a good test for the quails at home against the Reno side that, that I fancy. And I think that they have picked up a lot of good pieces and are going to be right there at the end of the year. Sunday, we have five games on Sunday, May 12th, Ottawa fury playing host to North Carolina FC up in Canada, Tacoma defiance and Portland Timbers two. a battle of, well, a Tacoma team that is minus 23 on the goal differential and the Portland Timbers two side, that is pretty
1: solid. That's pretty. a derby, oh, well, eh? That's that's your derby right there. You're calling that a derby? Good. Good. Well, only because of the MLS clubs, it's always got a bit of a battle in it. I'm sure there'll be a little bit more bite in that one, surely? Seattle versus Portland—that's got to go down. To call, is this the game that you want to talk about? You want to waste? No. You, want, you want to waste your card on no. this? No. <laughs> no, I want to talk about Birmingham Louisville. All right, let's let's talk Birmingham Louisville. You, we got two minutes until we got to get you out of here. Listen, I I've, I've just think that that's a massive game. I think it's a massive game for Louisville, and the reason why is obviously Birmingham's been huffing and puffing. Birmingham are at home. I think they're quite decent. Louisville are on the road. They obviously lost their last game. They've had a, they've lost. They got their injuries that we spoke about. And I think if you're really going to go on move forward, I think that's going to be a big game. Believe it or not, and I think that I think that Birmingham Legion could turn Louisville over at home.
0: All right. Fair enough. And rounding out Sunday, we have, as Sam Stockley would so kindly put it, a derby between Tacoma and Portland Timbers, too. Yet I still don't see it. (laughs) Bethlehem Steel and Atlanta United, too. Oh, it's just a battle of the MLS2 teams. Goodness gracious. El Paso Locomotive playing host to New Mexico United. New Mexico looking for their first back-to-back win stretch of the season. And then the final game of week number nine, Los Dos and Fresno from Dignity Health Sports Park. Gentlemen, we're going to bid adieu, and I just want to say to the football loving maniacs out there, with everything that happened this week, to between Solomon Asante's father passing away, Justin Schmidt's father passing away, we never need the the, the sport or, or something tragic like this to happen to so, to know that you should always hug somebody and say and say I love you to somebody who's important in your life. But this serves as a reminder: death waits for no man. Life is short. I, I love both of you to death. And I know for sure that, you know, Justin Schmidt, Solomon Asante are going to be back and better than ever um, in due time. But again, thoughts and prayers continue to go out to their family. Gentlemen, any parting
1: words? I just want to, I just jump on the back of that. You know, I think it's been a little bit of a different podcast because more of a rundown. But I think that when you look at some of the things that have happened over the week with, with family, I think that that. I think that outweighs anything and my thoughts and prayers just go with with, with those families and and I hope that they're okay and they've got to use this beautiful, beautiful game like everybody I've known and channel all of their energies and thoughts into the beautiful game and that will help them through it. Devin?
0: I legitimately have it on mute, sorry. (laughs) You guys told me I couldn't talk again. I put it on mute. Yeah, uh, no jokes, nothing. I'm not going to branch off here Um, although my car is done so that's kind of nice. I... I, I just I'm with Sam, you know, it's life short. And, you know, this is all about enjoying the time with your loved ones and, and being passionate about what you do, no matter what it is. I mean, I don't care what people wake up and go do just be happy doing it find that passion in life. We're fortunate that we found it and um, to be corny that we found each other. I mean, we give each other a hard time, but we, we really do care about each other. We've had some fun together um, and and look forward to the future with you guys. I wish everybody out there Um, a prosperous day and life and just keep pushing with each other. Be smile, hug someone. Um, And when you have to, punch someone like Tyler. (laughs) 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 All right, you football loving maniacs. That's going to do it. Enjoy week number nine of the USL Championship. Enjoy the start of the US Open Cup. We will have a US Open Cup special once the USL Championship teams jump into the second round next week. We love all of you. Sam, give me your just give give me your hashtag three honest lads. I love it. Hashtag
1: three honest lads cheers see ya peace